Welcome again. This is episode two of From the Sidelines. Uh, I am your host, a.k.a. Twenty, also known as Twan. Uh, Going to pass it off to the other host here so they can introduce themselves, same as last week. Well, you got your boy here, Lajine. You can follow me on Twitter. That's at L-Y under Gene. Follow me here. Good stuff about sports. We're about to break a good week of football down for y'all, especially this Monday night. Oh, my goodness. Hey, you got your boy, you know, Charlie, a.k.a. Charles, but you can also call me Bobo, too, for the family that'll be listening. <laughs> you know, you can also reach me on Twitter, which is at uh, Charlie8606 as well. So that's for the listeners that I did say I was going to give out my Twitter this week, which I did. So there you go. Follow me there. <laughs> Let's get it. Let's get it. All right, let me throw my Twitter in there real quick because I forgot to drop it as well, too. That's going to be at Brian and Elite uh, on Twitter. So you can holler at me on there. And then you can also catch me on uh, Instagram, too, also at Brian and Elite. So we're going to kick it off right away uh, with the Monday night game here. So we want to thank all of our uh, current subscribers and any new subscribers listening. Make sure you mash that uh, subscribe button so you can keep up and follow with our episodes. Again, this is episode two. So we're going to start out with Charlie today. Charlie, how you feel about that uh, Monday night game today, knowing it was playoff implications on the line for both teams here, Seattle and Minnesota? Well, I'm glad you asked. How I felt about this game is mainly simple. One team wanted it. Another team didn't. Seattle proved tonight that their defense is legit and that they want to get into the playoffs, that their defense can actually do some damage. Um, they got to run the game going, which that was a plus. Um, Seattle looked good. Uh, it, was a rough, it, was, it was a rough first half for both teams um, as well. Russell, Russell Wilson made some mistakes, made a mistake. But when it's all said and done, defense win games. Uh, as far as Minnesota goes, I was very disappointed. I expected them to come out and put up points. Uh, Kirk, um, it just, like I said, you just see two teams. One is actually heading in the right direction. One is heading in the wrong direction. Uh, just sad because, I, I mean, Minnesota has a good defense. But that offense can't put up points. And when your offense can't put up points, this is what happens. You pretty much get shut out. I don't even look at the seven points as a score. I just look at it with just garbage points to me. But, right. and you know what, like Charlie? You know what, Charlie? I, I'll say it like this. And, and this is what you got to understand. Defense does win championships. And defense is played lights out all night long. Both defenses did. Both did. However... How could you expect anything different from Kirk Cousins? It is a primetime <laughs> game. Name the last time Kirk Cousins stepped up in a primetime game and showed something that was worth watching. I can't remember it. You can't remember it. It's not worth wasting our time over. So when it comes down to it, let's just be honest. Seattle, Seattle is the real deal right now. It's starting to come together. It's not the Seattle of old that we love and miss. But at the end of the day, 
Russell Wilson makes plays, man. And you can't if you can't stop Russell Wilson, that's what helped the Bears. We were able to stop Russell Wilson. If you can't stop Russell Wilson, you're not gonna beat this team. I mean, at the end of the game, yeah, what a forty plus yard run? Yes, he did. Come on. That's a difference maker right there. That's a difference maker. Minnesota's defense put Minnesota in plenty of opportunities to win this game. But Kirk Cousins is not what you can ride on. And the scary part about it is he has the weapons to do it. Then uh, Dalvin Cook and, and, and the weapons are all there, man, as I'm watching this. And at the end of the game, put them in position again for you to fail. Put them in position. Stephon Diggs on a 40-plus yard pass. Put them in position again. Stephon Diggs made that play. But after that, Kirk Cousins couldn't do anything. It's just that simple. It's disappointing that this team falls off, but it's great for my players, so I'm okay with it. All right. Yep. I'm going to say, too, um, the stat of the night showed that uh, since Kirk Cousins has been over there in Minnesota, they have not beaten a team with a winning record this year. So that's a lot right there. So you can't uh, you can't get in these playoffs if you can't even beat a, a team with a winning record. That's for dang on sure. So, again, like I said in uh, last week's episode, um, $84 millions, man. And to me, he just ain't worth it. They did more with a, uh, a weaker quarterback last year and Case Keenum than they doing right now with all that money they paid uh, Kirk Cousins. Well, you know what? I'll say this. I think it's funny. Those two quarterbacks both landed in the wrong spot. I think if Kirk Cousins would have stayed in Minnesota and – I mean, if uh, you got would have stayed, stayed in Minnesota and Kirk Cousins would have ended up in Denver, both of them would be having different years right now. You think so? I, 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 I don't know because I think that uh, even Denver, I think he, he would be in the same situation he in right now. You know, it'd be kind of mediocre subpar. You know, he holds on to the ball too long and he, he just don't make the plays like you was mentioning earlier. He, he really don't. Well let, me, well, let me say better in Denver. Well, well, let me well let me say this, Twani. I wouldn't call um, Case Keenum a weaker quarterback. Um, I, I, I wouldn't say that. Uh, I would say that he he's a game manager, if that makes sense, because he was able to manage those games and win those games last year. Something that Cousins is not able to do this year. So, they were able to do it without a solid running game. And I was just about to get to that. Exactly. So I want to call Case Keenum a weaker quarterback. I mean, granted, to other other people, outsiders looking in, they may say that Kirk Cousins is the better quarterback than Case Keenum. Okay. Because Case Keenum is a is a journeyman. Okay. But Case Keenum won. He's been a lifetime backup. Right. That's why you quarterback. Right. But at the end of the day, you had a lifetime backup quarterback that won games. Exactly. When it this man, he, he won. He won games with Minnesota, no doubt about that. But think about think about his whole career, though. Right. But what I'm saying is why he and ever continue that over in Denver. But keep going. Right. But right. And I understand what you say. But what I'm saying is though, it's just that like as far as like like I wouldn't say that he's weaker. I would say he he's if you look at it now, he's the better fit for Minnesota. He was he was the better fit. It wasn't Kirk Cousins. Eighty four million. They could have just kept that. And just gave it, they they could just did that to the O line, gave it to the O line or uh, another good wide receiver or something. He's not worth eighty four million. Nope, wasn't that? not at all. Not if you can't win a prime time game. I'm sorry. Right. <laughs> not if you can't beat a winning team either. Right. 
with that with that defense, no. You should be you should be beating win teams with winning records with that defense. Period. And you and you know what too? But, but uh before we go to before we go to the next topic, I can't talk about his completion percentage. Um, yeah, I think it's overrated. It's overrated. His completion percentage is overrated. Because if you're not winning games, what does that completion percentage even matter? When you can't get your team to win a winning record and get in the playoffs. When you get put in the position, position, position in every game. So that's where you have to break down the garbage stats. Right. And, and fake right. Because then his stuff probably rises up once you throw in, oh, he can't do nothing but pass at this right. moment now. You know, completion percentage to try to get them back in the game, you know, try to keep it close, respectable, and stuff. So, yeah. But I said it last week. He puts up a bunch of empty stats. Yeah, they had numbers, but neither one of these quarterbacks, Case Keenum or Kirk Cousins, is going to elevate your team to victory. They can manage it from losing, but they will not elevate it to victory. I, I give you that. I, I give you that, but I give I give you that with the managing. I take that over. I take that over losing. I take that over just fumbling the football or not getting into the your best playmakers. I I, I, I want to have a game manager. This is not a game manager. You do not have to talk about Chase Daniel like that. <laughs> It's <laughs> <laughs> a good one. <laughs> we talking about Chase Daniel, like. <laughs> oh, All right, fellas, we gonna go on to the next topic. So we didn't get off the Minnesota and the Seattle game for tonight, since it is a Monday night. Let's uh, rewind now. Let's just go back a little bit. So we're gonna talk about the Sunday night game first, the big matchup against the Bears at home versus the Rams. With Lajan started off. Of- y'all, y'all don't want to start with me because y'all heard me say it before OTAs, before anything started this season, that the Bears were going ten and six at the lowest, eleven and five at the highest, and right now I'm looking to make my mark, especially after beating the LA Rams. This show. Glad I didn't gamble with you on that one. Glad I didn't gamble. With you on that. <laughs> hey, I told you. This defense was guaranteed for me. That's what I believed in, the defense giving the offense opportunities. And here's the difference in that game, and I'm going to be honest with you. We should have beat them 35-42-6 because when you look at it, our defense made plays. Their defense caught Mitchell Trubisky's mistakes. That's the difference in this game. Mitchell Trubisky don't make those three mistakes where he overthrows a receiver and it gets picked off. Our defensive backs played coverage. Our linebacker played coverage. I would give them one errant throw, but that was because he was under pressure. That's supposed to happen in that situation. But other than that, we went and took the ball from them boys. This is the best defense in the league right now. This is the best team in the league. And I can tell you this. I could see them in Dallas meeting in the NFC championship because of the type of ball that they play where it's defense and offense. And finally, the one thing I said was needed was Jordan Howard getting the ball and getting it good. And he had a hundred yards this game, didn't get in the end zone, but think about it like this, take away those three mistakes from Mitchell Trubisky and add that hundred yards from Jordan Howard. This is a totally different game and we shut them out even worse. All right, Charlie Bobo. (laughs) Oh, man. Well, you know how I was last week to end the, the podcast. I said it was a statement. 
defense was gonna, was gonna come out and do what they do. I mentioned those two names. I'll let you Khalil Mack, you know, return to Mack. Everybody know that song, you know, from the 90s, you know. Mm-hmm. I also got my take on the best rookies to ever come, you know, to come into the league this year, you know, defensive rookie, which is Rayquan Smith. And what did they do? What did they do, fellas? Smith got a pick, mm-hmm. which is beautiful. I think he got the first pick of the game, if I'm not mistaken. You get the first. Yeah. The first, first pick of the game and the first pick of his career. Exactly. And then what did Khalil Mack do? What did he do? What, what did he do best? Oh, strip sack fumble. Strip sack fumble. Strip, strip sack fumble. Exactly. And showed out. And showed out. So, I mean, yeah, I was disappointed in Trubisky, you know, with those, with those throws. I, I, I do have to admit it that I kind of wish that he did play in the New York Giants game. So, I'm a minute 20. I, I'm a minute. I, I, I'm, I'm glad you did. I'm glad you did. I'm a minute, you know. I, I, I can do that. Uh, so, here's a little rust. Um, the run game did get going. But, man, that defense. Oh, man. You talk about Monsters of the Midway 2.0. Oh, man. You talk about, like, Max say some dogs. They throw some dogs out there. And I will take them dogs <laughs> into New Orleans. I will take them dogs into L.A., you know, California, A. We'll, we'll, we'll take them there. I'll take them to Dallas. Take them, take them wherever they want to go. Because what they're going to do? They're going to wreck shop. That's what they're going to do. I mean, from Khalil Mack to Goldman. You know, I mean, I, I can go on Kyle Fuller. You know, David Trevathan. I, I can go on. Prince Nakamura. We, 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 we forgot all about Eddie Jackson, which I call him Eddie Kane. From the final RBC, Eddie Kane. We, we, we <laughs> defense all the way around. But Chuck, you know, so I agree with Lejean. But Chuck, you know what? Go ahead. I, I got to make sure I say this because everybody, everybody gave so many props out to McVeigh of how he ran down our defense. Oh, McVeigh knows the defense. Ooh, it was such a hot topic. But you know what the big play was? The one player he didn't mention. Eddie Goldman made the biggest play with the stack in the end zone of the game. And that right there says a lot. He said, oh, you don't know me? I'm going to make sure you remember my name when we come to L.A. if that's what happens. And before, and before I let you know, I hand off to my big homie, Twani. I want to say this. Did anybody hear Aaron Donald name last night? I mean, it was kind of quiet. It was crickets. It was like crickets. Like, they got the doubles on him. He couldn't break exactly. the I got to give it to you, man. Daniels held his ground against them boys. I've been held it all year. Yes, you have, sir. Yes, you held his ground. Yeah, it was, it was quiet with, with Sir and, 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 and uh, Donald. Yeah, it was quiet with them, too. Yeah, it was, it was super quiet. Everybody was saying they're going to get like four or five sacks. They put Trubisky out the game. Yeah, it was quiet. It was super quiet. We only had we only had one sack. And you know what? I hit my defensive numbers with four turnovers, three sacks, and a defensive score. I'm good. <laughs> For those who don't know, we do predictions amongst ourselves. Um, we usually do them right before the game or closer to Thursday night. So that's the prediction I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. There. So I was pretty close to no prediction too, because I called the Mac one the strip sack fumbled. Yeah. I called the turnover well myself there too. Um, disappointed in the offense, fellas. Y'all know how much I want to miss the play in the New York Giants game, and this is exactly why. Show to look fine. <laughs>
them passes he was throwing were uh, terrible throws. Uh, if his shoulder was hurting him, them passes would have came up a whole lot shorter. But the fact that he was throwing them too high and he was throwing them way further than where the receiver needed to be showed me that his shoulder was just fine, but he had plenty of rust on him. And he and it showed. It looked bad. He if the defense wasn't playing up the par like they was playing this game, could have went much different. Yeah. But again, defense does win championships. I'm glad they balled out. I'm a, I'm gonna go back to Charlie's statement saying this is a statement game. I still don't believe this is a statement game. I believe they already showed that and been showing people. I believe this was a prove it to themselves that they can ball with anybody in the league, and they did just that. Uh, the offense was supposed to show that they can do that as well too. And they did not. But Jordan Howard did show we can still run the ball here, which I think the Rams wasn't expecting either, even though they've been giving up the run against a couple of teams, yeah. namely the Cowboys. Um, <clears throat> uh, also, they uh, the same thing with um, with the Packers, who they did beat, um, and, and, and the Saints, and they lost to. And Denver, too. So, yeah, they, they, they were subject to giving up the run, and they did just that. But, too. 20, here's what I'll say. I understand why you say it's not a statement game, but here's why I say it is a statement game. Because although the Minnesota Vikings game was a statement game, Minnesota hasn't proven anything to anybody else. So, L.A. is a definite statement because that's the number one team in the league. It's a dominating team in the league offensively, and we completely dominated that game against them. That makes a statement for the Chicago Bears saying, here we are. Recognize them like you recognize Dallas and all these other teams that's not as good as us. And and, and not only that, is that, again, it was prime time. So you know everybody was watching. Same thing with the Minnesota. That was prime time, too. Flex game just like this one. Right. And everybody was watching. So that's why I said it was a statement game on my part, just because we weren't getting the respect on the defensive end. I knew that the offense, everybody knew that the offense was going to be a work in progress because of the first year of Matt Nagy's system. But I knew in my heart and my soul that that defense was going to come in and soldier field. And show out. And I knew that they was going to make a statement, not only to the Rams, but to everybody in the in the NFL that, oh, we see the monsters of the midway. Y'all forgot about us. You know, we can do just what Dallas can do, but even better. See, one thing about Dallas, Dallas let teams in back in the game. And we put off on their neck. We put them on their neck, and then they couldn't get up. It's just that simple. And not only that, Going back to the prediction, I did predict that Gurley wouldn't even have a rushing or receiving touchdown. He only had 50, uh, 50 some yards. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. Good call on that one, too. And I'm 26 nice. of them rushing. And here's yes. what I'm saying. Like you've been saying, Charlie, this defense is proving itself. And the most important thing about it proving itself is that defense travels. Yes, where you are. A defense will travel with you. A defense is going to show up every game, no matter where it is, especially if it's a good defense. And like you said, we could show up in anybody's house right now and take some. And it's all about, like I said, the reason it's a statement game is because of the way and the direction the two teams are going that we made these statements against. Yeah, we beat Minnesota. But then we turn around and we handed that ass whooping. And forgive me if you got to beep it out. We handed a whooping out to Los Angeles. And that says a lot to the entire NFL. Yes. Yes. This is- we, we did that. I, 
or they're more of a statement game if the offense could approve that they can, you know what I'm saying, put fire power points up there. Oh, That's absolutely. A big thing. Absolutely. We still had a top 10 defense last year. Let's not forget that. So we knew what the defense can do. The statement was what the offense can do. That was my thing. Defense was going to prove they could shut this down. But I wanted that statement from the offense. Well, still, again, not a statement game for me. I needed them to show. I know it's still a work in progress. I know it's still everybody first season in this offense, et cetera, et cetera. But they've been up and down all season. You know, they have a couple of good games. They have some bad games, a couple of good games, some mediocre games. Yeah, some subpart this games. is true. But you know what the statement was in this game? We can run the ball now. Yes. Run the ball now. Yes. 179 yards rushing on a team with Ndamukong Sue and Aaron Donald in the middle. And they ran it up the gut a lot against them, too. Give a lot of credit to White Heron James Daniels against that because they showed they can run. And now that they're getting a run game, you add it to what Trubisky has been able to do. Let's 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 be honest. This is an outlier game. He has those every now and again. But for the most part, he protects the football and he has some good passes. So you add that passing attack with this rushing attack, different Bears game, especially playing this defense. And also and also too, as well as that, he's gonna grow from this. I mean, he he's gonna grow, he's gonna learn from this game, and he's going to move forward. Because you got to think about it, too, Twani, is that he was handcuffed last year in John Fox. So this is actually his first year he's able to let – they let him sling the ball, which is fine, but you can't make those mistakes in those in those type of games. I get it. He's going to grow. He's going to learn. He's going to move on. And we're going to go from there. You know what I'm saying? The rust was I can't let you fly with that one, Charlie. Yeah, because the footwork and the rust was right evident. now at this point. Yeah, he, he didn't have too many games at this point where, you know, we can't use that excuse no more. Beginning of the season, yes, but not at this point, and you didn't already had a six-touchdown game, we can't use that excuse anymore. Okay, well, three touchdown games, come on. Right now, this was all about his footwork. It was bad. It was bad. Let's be honest. He hadn't been on the field in a while, so his mechanics were not at their best. He slung the ball. He had some good slings, too, but he had some very bad ones, and it led to three picks. It's just that simple. Mm-hmm. And all of us put this team in bad position. I'm going to point out a key stat to y'all because y'all know I, I stay on the airwaves listening, making sure with the media giving props and what they, you know, what they relaying back. So before we move on to the next topic, real uh, key element that we're going to have to watch out for in these next four games. When they asked Mitch about his picks, he had said that, uh, that the defense ran more zone than they had expected and that they had seen on tape. And that's how he threw those picks. Now, you knew know that goes on national television as well as on the radio airwaves as well, too. That being said, he's going to have to watch out for more zones because teams are going to be disguising it and they're going to bring it to him, too, just because he had just admitted a weakness in his game, a flaw in his game. But we'll talk back on that next week. Let's go ahead and well, move on. Before you move on that, I want to I want to point something out right quick. He can claim that it was because they ran a lot of zones, but each one of those picks was an overthrow. It wasn't an only yeah. throw that got picked. It was an overthrow that got picked. So I can't go with they ran a lot of zones, and that's why I threw these picks. When I'm looking at the um, work, you're not squared up and you're throwing the ball off your back foot. I'm that pick on the sideline, that pick on the sideline, Lajini, was not an overthrow. Not at all. It was just a bad throw. It was a bad throw off his back foot, and it was late. Yeah, very bad throw. 
but it wasn't an overthrow. But again, so, that's not because they, but was they were playing zone on that. But one. they were playing that's zone. That's not because they were playing zone. If he put it on the money, different story. If he throw it to Trey Burton on the money, different story. Taylor Gabriel on the money, different story. Those are not picks. That's not because of zone. That's because he overthrew the ball and had bad footwork. I'm just saying. I, I can't give you that either because at the same time, he obviously was confused at what he's seen. That's why the throws were late, though. Think about it. If he's throwing them late, he's thinking he's seeing something else, and then they got him with that zone defense. He was throwing them too So he, he got to understand how to read that and understand, you know, hey, they may be baiting me here, which which ended up happening. He got baited, okay. and he threw on picks. Again, we'll talk about yes. it next week after the next game yeah, to see if the same mistakes happen. Definitely. All right. So going on to the next topic here, we're going to do a quick rundown on all of the playoff teams, those who are fighting in the hunt and those who are, you know, just about there, just trying to lock theirs up. So we're going to start with the next big one here, which is going to be that KC Baltimore game that went to overtime. Uh, Lajean, I'm going to go back to you on this one. What did you feel and see in that game there? I felt that we saw the MVP of the league in that game. For starters, Patrick Mahomes. Uh, I said it at the beginning of the draft. I said again, I wish he would have been drafted a Chicago Bear. I liked him coming out of Texas Tech. I told you he was a high touchdown thrower with minimal turnovers. And he is showing that in the league. The dude throws a no-look pass completion for a first down. You're not seeing this in the league on a regular basis. He throws completely across his body for another first down to Tyreek Hill. What he is capable of doing and what he is showing he is doing is the reason they were willing to move on from Alex Smith. The arm talent is undeniable. The best thing about this Kansas City team right now and the most dangerous thing is having Houston and Barry back is making them a little bit more dangerous on the defensive end, and that's what helped them win this game. You were playing against a very, very talented Baltimore Ravens team, the best defense in the league, considered stat-wise, because we all know the Bears is the best. But however, give it what it is, PFF says this is what it is. We know better. The tape shows it. But however... They played this team, and Patrick Mahomes did what he was supposed to do, man. He came back, he threw the ball well, he got it to the player makers, and they won this game in a fashion that not many people can say because they were up against one of the best defenses in the league. Definitely, definitely. Uh, Charlie, what's your thoughts on this one here? Well, my thoughts is, is that I saw a Baltimore team that should have won that game. I saw Baltimore defense that gave Kansas City fits pretty much most of the game going in going into the fourth quarter. Um, All the way to the fourth quarter. Fourth quarter. Thank you. Um, man, Lamar uh, Jackson. He a nice pass. Struggle. He struggled, Struggle, but he got he threw that he threw that nice touchdown pass. It, it was nice. I feel like if they had Flacco in there, because you know you got a, a proven veteran quarterback like Flacco, it could be a different outcome. I'm not, I'm not taking that away from Patrick Mahomes and what Kansas City does, but I felt like this was a game that Baltimore should have won. Did they? This is a game they should have won. They played Kansas City, stemmed into the limits, and they folded in overtime. I mean, that's like I said, this is a game they should have won. This game they should have won. They let it slip out the finger. They dibs. I mean, 
then you got Lamar Jackson got hurt in overtime, and you know you brought you bring in a um, RG three, and then he throws that pass. Even though I thought it was a pass interference, but I'm gonna say that I, I'm gonna say pass interference too. I'm gonna say you gotta call that. You gotta call that because he got there. He got there before the football did. You you, you gotta call that. So like I said. Yep. Do I still think Baltimore has a chance to get into the playoffs? Yeah, I do. I think they can actually win that division um, as well. But, again, they should have won that game. Like I said, shout out to Patrick Mahomes for what he did. He, you know, he willed his team back to win, but Baltimore should have had that game. So. All right. We're going to take a quick commercial break here, and then we'll be right back with you guys in a few minutes. So we last left off talking about the Kansas City game and then also the Baltimore Ravens game. So I'm just going to jump right into the next one here. Another, you know, thriller, which was the uh, the victory or the miracle in Miami. All I'm going to say is seven seconds left. That's all you had and that's all you needed to victory. Seven seconds left. You got a quarterback that cannot throw the ball that deep, 70-something yards, for a touchdown for a Hail Mary, and you go out there and put your tight end out there to knock a ball down, knowing you know this opponent and knowing he cannot throw that far. I think he was out coach. But Charlie, Man, my thoughts was, was like, wow, you time. got to be kidding me, Belichick. You got to be kidding me. You had this game won with a field goal. You done took the hearts and souls out of Miami, the fans, and that team, and then you let that happen. You put a tight end back there that hasn't ran uh, that fast since his first few years in the league to begin with. And you thought that was going to do something to help, I guess, a fast running back? Come on, man. So, I mean, they're going to be in the playoffs. We know that. But you can't do that. That's just bone. That was just boneheaded. Boneheaded. Just say boneheaded. That's all I got to say about that. Just boneheaded. <laughs> they deserve to lose that game. I put it to you like that. I'm done. Hey, but Charlie, you know what? It's like we always say, and I have one word for you. Curse. It's the curse. It's the curse. It's the curse. When was the last time Belichick and Tom Brady marched into Miami and won a game of significance? They haven't. You can't recall it because it doesn't happen. And this is just another one of those moments where Belichick walked in there, thought he was the man, and got cursed. I I hate to put it like that, and I hate to believe in curses in sports, but in this case, I have to believe there's some sort of curse when he walks into that building and cannot beat them with seven seconds, 70 yards, and what, seven missed tackles? <laughs> <laughs> so the lucky number seven, can I buy a lottery ticket? Whoever is in Miami, y'all need to be buying lottery tickets right now because this was a game they shouldn't have lost. Oh, New England gave this game away. Definitely, definitely. All right, we're going to jump into this next one here, um, <laughs> which to me was another miracle-type game, but ain't nobody going to admit it. But we're going to talk about how Dallas just happened to hang on against Philly um, and pull off that win in overtime. So, Lajin, go on here to give me your thoughts on that. Uh, and, and I have to disagree. I can't call it, it a miraculous win. What I've been watching is, I mean, let's be honest. You don't beat <laughs> a team like New Orleans and then beat Philly and call it miraculous. Mm-hmm. It was a miraculous win because we know what New Orleans is capable of. Right now, we really don't know what Philadelphia and Carson Wentz is capable of. 
it's a good team, but they're not showing it. And the main reason I think it is is because they lost their play caller and their quarterback's coach. That's a lot to lose for a quarterback. Not to mention he's coming off injured reserve. The team's already in shambles, things of that nature, and they don't have a true running game. So watching Dallas beat that team that's truly one-dimensional at this point, I can't call it miraculous. They did what they were supposed to do. Took longer, but the addition of Amari Cooper has completely changed them on offense, especially with a healthy and hard-running Ezekiel Elliott. And the defense we already knew was solid. It's just playing above what we expected them to play like this year. I mean, what do you want me to say? I mean, Dak Prescott is shelling himself. If you really want to be honest, I mean, you talking about a game Mr. Trubisky had. I mean, this guy, I mean, yeah, he threw those passes to uh, Amari Cooper, don't get me wrong, Amari, but Amari Cooper had to go get those. Those receivers had to go get those balls. It wasn't like he put those on the money. I mean, so, I mean, yeah, I don't call that a miracle. I call it where is that they easily could have lost that game because that defense played lights out. I mean, the Dallas defense played lights, lights out. And that they left. Definitely could have lost and that, that left. Say what? I said they definitely could have lost that game. Yeah, and that, yeah, and that let them back in the game. So, again, that just goes to show you that they only going to go as far as how Dak is going to play. Because we know Zeke going to do his thing. He, we know he going to eat. He, we know he going to get the football do his thing. We know Cooper is dangerous. But is Dak going to play the way he's been playing? The interceptions, fumbling the football, overthrowing his receivers. I mean, that's, that's just my thing. I mean, you beat, up, you beat up on a Philly team that don't even have their starting secondary. They playing they they playing practice squad people off the street, you know. Yeah, so I mean, just again, they quarterback almost let them come back and get that win. So to me, yeah, I, I'm gonna still say miraculous. But I'm gonna go on to the next playoff team here. So we are gonna talk about that Pittsburgh loss against Oakland. Another one who uh, probably this one this one got out of hand. It, it, they had to kind of come back against Oakland. Oakland had commanded that lead the whole time here. Charlie, tell me what you think about that game, though. I'm glad you asked, sir. I'm just going to say this. In the words of Stephen A. Smith, Pittsburgh still is an accident waiting to happen. I mean, this is a this was a game they were supposed to win. And then you lose? You let them come back and win? Against Oakland? A team, that's the, a team that gave away that gave away players. Just gave away just because. And then you let them beat you? I don't even have faith in Pittsburgh. I don't care if they do have Ben Roethlisberger, that's the future of famer, and they got one of the best wide receivers in the game, and then they got Juju Smith and everything like that. You let Oakley come back and beat you? You are accident waiting to happen. That, that's all it is. You, you, you're not scaring nobody. You're really not. So, I'm, yeah. Yeah, we'll see if they get into the playoffs. Like I said, like I said earlier, Baltimore, they, they can easily win that division. And Pittsburgh can actually be on the outside looking in. Yeah. But they're not scaring nobody. Yeah. I, not I at all. With that. But but there was two miracles in this game. There was two miracles in this game. The miracle that Oakland won. <laughs> let's be honest there. Right. But the miracle, more importantly, is that they did it on defense. 
Watching Oakland's defense play Pittsburgh was surprising. They play very good defense. But the thing that I noticed about Oakland that hurts them is without a running game, that team is nothing offensively. They cannot lean on Ben Roethlisberger and expect to win. They need a running game. That was the difference that James Conner brought. That's the difference that Le'Veon Bell makes to that team. They got lucky in finding a James Conner, but mm-hmm. when James Conner went down, completely different team, and you could see that. And they tried to milk the clock as much as possible um, after Roethlisberger got hurt. But if he was able to come back in, you should have let him build a lead and try and win. I'm sorry. They made a mistake in that game, and that game cost them uh, home field advantage, possibly. Anything could happen at this point, Doc. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah, I. Yeah. they've been up and down all season. I know their record don't kind of show it, but um, it definitely does just look that way here that they just kind of hanging on by a thread. So I'm just waiting for that team to fall apart. So we're going to go ahead and move on to the next topic here. But after a quick commercial break. All right, and we're back, ladies and gentlemen. So we're going to keep the ball rolling here. Um, still talking about playoff teams here, teams that are still uh, um, in the hunt and uh, teams that, you know, should be making a strong push. But uh, as we just got done talking about with Pittsburgh here, didn't look so good. So on to the next here. Let's talk about them Chargers, fellas. Um, I know kind of like Pittsburgh, they records kind of, you know, show that they're 10-3 right now, but at the same time, you know, they kind of struggled against Cincinnati in that game as well, too. Um, let's uh, let's just go on back and review this game all together here. So, um, in this one, uh, Phillip Rippers had been lights out all season until this game. Um, and, until that game, he really struggled against the Cincinnati Bengals defense that he should not have struggled against at all. But, um, Charlie, won't you go ahead and uh, just review what you well, see Well, I see was a veteran quarterback that will just seem to win. I did see that. Um, I saw a team that's ready, you know, even though they struggle, but they was able to get that win when it's all said and done. And that's what you need, you know, as being a uh, trying to get that that playoff, that push, you know, to get in, you know, to the playoffs and everything. I just saw a veteran quarterback do his thing. You know, that's that's what I saw. I saw a defense that stepped up when it mattered. That's pretty decent defense. Um, Philip Rivers ain't no punk. We all know that. We know he can put the football where, where it needs to be. You know, uh, he is a monster. That man's came into his own um, as well as, as, a, as a good wide receiver. He always been a decent wide receiver, but he has came into his own this year. So that's yeah. what my take is, is that they're a good team. I like the Chargers. They're a good team. They're good. You know, they're able to run that football. Even though they lost never going, they were still able to run the football, which is a, which is a plus. And like, like I said, Phillip Rivers can still throw that football. And he willed them to a win. And that's what you need, you know, to get into the playoffs. To make sure you stay in that play- and playoff conversation. That's what we are. I mean, right now, to be honest, they were the only team that I saw could give Kansas City a run for their money, and that was with Melvin Gordon. Now, without Melvin Gordon, that's, that's, that's a different beast to deal with. Um, one of the things I will say, I thought Austin Eckler, uh, the rookie, would have mm-hmm. made – difference but him going down also hurt them so what you saw was a team without a running game that's really all you saw with that team I mean the Chargers 
Philip Rivers didn't play his best game, but he played good enough for them to beat San Exactly. Cincinnati. Right. My concern was was how their defense played against Cincinnati and allowed Driscoll to actually look pretty damn good against them. Now, they got Bosa back. That makes a big difference on their defense. Getting Gordon or Eckler back will make a good difference for their offense. But again, right now, I don't see them getting past Kansas City. Yeah, I can't see them getting past Kansas City either. And I'm going to keep it 100 with you. Having Melvin Gordon back there, yes, does mm-hmm. make a big difference. But at the same time, they still rely on the pass more than they actually do a run. Now, Melvin Gordon has had a few 100-yard rushing games. But for the most part, he's been doing most of his damage with the pass as well, too. When they get the ball in his hand in the passing game, not just in the screen, but downfield, that's when he's doing most of his damage. So it makes up for the running yards or the rushing yards that he hasn't been getting with the passing game. So that's, again, I understand why, you know, they struggled without Melvin Gordon and Eckler going down. They also struggled. But, again, they've been much reliant on a passing game. And I've seen, like I said, Phillip Rivers struggle. So it's just like, hmm. And I give it to you, uh, Lajeen, the defense, that defense did kind of play down to the competition. They gave up 100 yards rushing, gave up a rushing touchdown, and they made that backup quarterback look pretty good. It's one of those things where when it comes down to it, you just have to look at the fact that that's 200 yards of offense that Los Angeles Chargers is losing when they lose a Melvin Gordon and an Austin Eckler. That's 200 yards of offense that they got to try and find some way to try to recoup, and that's hard to recoup. Yeah, definitely, definitely hard to recoup. So I'm going to just uh, real quick just let all our subscribers know, uh, current and new, to make sure you hit that subscribe button for us so you can keep up with our episodes. This is episode two, but you can also go back and review episode one. Uh, episode one can be heard on Google Play, can be heard on iTunes, on their podcast, can also be heard on Spotify as well, too. Um, of course, it's on Angular, um, and it's on Stitcher as well, too. And I believe there's like six other sites. So keep a lookout for us. We're growing out there. Yeah, subscribe sure to us. Follow us, us on Twitter, wherever we landed at. at right. Twitter for me is that at L-Y underscore G-E-N-E. You can catch me there. I give you some updates on my thoughts on what's going on in the sports world and in the world altogether. Uh, we hope to hear from y'all and see more from y'all. So hit that subscribe button. All right. All right. So we're going to go ahead and kick it off uh, with the next team here. What are we looking at, Lajane, for another well, uh, playoff right team? Now, looking at the AFC and the NFC, teams that's getting me the most is probably Seattle, uh, Dallas, uh, Pittsburgh. And I'm going to tell you a team that's surprising me that disappointed me this past week, and that's the Houston team. They made Indianapolis look really, really good this past week, and I'm hoping that the Houston team that I'm used to is the defensive team that's been showing up and allowing Watson to do what he does, because this past game, they shut that that passing game down, man, and that was pretty disappointing. I I expected more out of them. Indianapolis is a good team. Don't get it twisted, but I expected more out of Houston. I agree with you on that one. I didn't understand that. You just went on eight winning uh, on an eight game winning streak. It's just like, how how do you 
how do you just play down to the competition? Now, not to take anything away from the Colts, because they also in the hunt now, too. But what Houston has been able to do offensively and defensively after starting the way they started has been very impressive. And I really think, hey, they just kind of took this team for granted when they let the Colts walk in and just do what they did. Charlie, Charlie, what's your thoughts on Houston versus the uh, the Colts in this game here? Ah, man. All I gotta say is, man, is that again another team that was supposed to win, which was Houston, and they lost. I mean, man, I mean, I just I don't get these teams, these playoff teams that that are supposed that are put in this position to win games that are supposed to win, and they don't win, they collapse. Well, I, I don't understand that. I don't understand that at all. I mean, they 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 struggle. Houston struggled. I mean, they couldn't. They couldn't stop anything. They got, they got outplayed, and I'm, and look what happened. They lost at all. Uh, I, I just, yeah, yeah, definitely looked like they played played down to the competition. I think so they, 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 they took the Colts for granted. No and the Colts has been. I mean, they've been playing. I mean, they've been playing the, playing pretty decent. I mean, you. I mean, they they the receivers that they have. I mean, yeah. you you Definitely. haven't really heard of. I mean, the tight end you never really heard of. But you know who their quarterback is. And, I mean, you know who he is. So, I think it was just a disrespect that they didn't they didn't treat this game like they had treated other games, you know. Well, Houston should know T.Y. Hilton. They should definitely know yeah, him, you know. Obviously, they got the uh, tight end from Detroit this year um, after, he was re- after he was released. So they got some players over there they should know. Not even respect um, it at all. Yeah, I, I, yeah, they I, thought they thought they could just walk, walk over them. them. They thought they had. And this. oh, we're just gonna we're just gonna walk over them. And they got beat. They got smacked in the mouth, and they got beat. The biggest key to this game was the rookie linebacker and them keeping Deshaun Watson in the pocket. Yeah, definitely, definitely. He had a terrible game. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, because he had a terrible game. He definitely had a terrible game. <laughs> Boy, it was a lot of terrible quarterback games today. I tell you that much. Uh, today, yesterday, yeah. uh, you know, it's it was some bad quarterbacking out here. So, so while we on that, let's talk about that. Was it more so the defenses? Was it you know? Was it teams just you know, uh, you know, his being a little bit big because they on winning streaks? Which y'all think it is that all these quarterbacks were playing so badly? I mean, hell, even Patrick Mahomes, you know who who. It's probably going to win his MVP. He didn't look so good either, you know. So, I mean, we can keep the list For going. Me, but what's your thoughts on how the quarterbacks play? The one thing, weekend? the lexicon that is the NFL, defense win championships. Yes. And a lot of defenses stepped up this week because they know they're in that playoff hunt. And then Definitely. you had a lot of people playing spoilers. Some teams lost yes. that should have lost, and we understand that. And especially, I mean, let's just point out the Cleveland Browns win. That was another surprising win right there for them to come behind the way that they did. But it's the way defense has stepped up this week. I haven't seen a defensive output like this across the NFL in a very long time. Yeah, yeah, I got to agree with you on that. I mean, mean, you could go either way with this. I mean, you you teams take other teams for granted. They thought they could go in there and, and win, and they don't win. I mean, my biggest disappointment to me personally is Pittsburgh. And I'm just going to say it again. There are accidents waiting to happen. 
You should have not lost to Oakland. I don't care if they you call it a miracle or what. You don't lose to them. You don't do that. To Oakland? Oh, man, nah, you Oakland. got Big Ben? Nah. Man, come on. I want all that. Man, all that. Not with all that. They got Jordy Nelson. No, sir. Oh, Oakland. Jordy What's Nelson. Montavious Bryant. I mean, come on. Hey, everybody was talking about <laughs> what is Oakland going to do after losing these players? More than likely, they'll have the first pick of the draft, and guess who that's going to be? Joey Bosa's little brother. It's possible. Yeah, it's possible, but they did that, and they need some. Yeah, they definitely do. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's let's kind of jump back into the uh, playoff thing here. Let's talk about that Cleveland Brown game because uh, at that point, um, Carolina was still in the hunt, but now they just took themselves out of it. LaJean, go ahead and tell me what you think about that one. You brought it up, brother. I tell people like I've been saying, Cam Newton is a good quarterback. He is not a great quarterback. Everybody labeled him great when he was able early in his career to take people by surprise with his legs and his arms. Now people is taking his arm away from him and making him win with his legs, which is hurting him. But more importantly, Carolina's defense is so far off the map right now. I don't know what has happened with these cats. This is a defense that we've been known to love and see, and they hit and they punch you in the mouth, and they haven't been able to stop anybody lately. And for what Baker Mayfield proved this past week, is that he was deserving of the spot he was drafted in. He should have been drafted higher, but at the same time, he was deserving of what he got, and he proved going up a good Carolina team that is in a very bad spot right now. Well, well, uh, Baker Mayfield, if I'm not mistaken, Baker Mayfield got drafted number one. He was number yeah, one in the draft. Um, to Carolina, they too are accident. They was asking the way to happen. Matter of fact, they already asking the way to happen because they on the outside looking in. Um, they were at one point in the season where they were six and one, seven and one. I mean, you can tell you can tell them nothing. I mean, they were you know. I mean, with Christian McCaffrey, I mean, doing this thing, and then you know they the defense playing lights out. Then they signed, if I'm not mistaken, they signed Eric Reed to kind of bolster that defense and everything. And man, you can tell Carolina nothing after injury. You can tell them nothing. Now all of a sudden they look like Pittsburgh. <laughs> they, just be, they was just like Pittsburgh. And I mean, give a shout out to Cleveland Browns, you know, for what they was able to do. I mean, man, Cleveland just they surprised the teams, you know. You what know, which is accomplished this year alone. Say what now? What they've accomplished this year alone. Oh, most definitely. Most definitely. You got to you got to respect that. You you got mm-hmm. to respect that from where they yeah. were a couple yeah. three years ago to now. I mean, that defense is that yeah. defense is just Playing, playing with heart. You got Baker Mayfield playing lights out, doing what he do. But yeah, I mean, uh, again, Carolina's on the outside looking in. Um, what does that say for um, why uh, Rivera? Is that if, I, if that, that's the head coach? If I if I said that correctly, what is that? Yep. that what's that? What's that do for him? Uh, uh, once the, as the season approaches, the end of the season approaches, we I, I don't know. I mean, I guess he thought taking over the defensive play call was going to do something, but it, I guess it just made it worse. 
he could have just he could have just not took it over because I mean they not doing anything. So I think the seat is a little hot at this point. Yeah. I think it's hot. I think it's hot like fire. I agree with you on that. So Yeah, he's been there a long time, so and he letting that team fall apart right right before his eyes. So he may be the next one on that on that on that list to get fired here. And that's for sure. Well at least it wasn't Cyber Sunday firing. <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely not, not that. that. <laughs> he may get to finish out the season, but that's probably all. Oh, all she wrote wrote him, him. Yeah. So, um, going back to what you said, Lajin, earlier, you said that Cam was not a, a great quarterback. He's a good quarterback, but not a great quarterback. So, I'm gonna kind of touch on that topic a little bit, so we can have all have a little roundtable debate. Um, how many quarterbacks are truly? great quarterbacks in this league let's now think about that here you know let's think about it how truly many are there great quarterbacks in this league right now because i only really can give you about three off the top of my head that i would consider great and everybody else is good to uh, mediocre and then obviously subpar for those losing okay. teams charlie you started off well, you, you mean great? and then we'll come back great quarterbacks oh Ooh. Great quarterbacks. How many great quarterbacks do you think it really is in this Ooh. league right now? I'm I'm kind of piggybacking off of uh, what Lajin yeah. said earlier, and then we're gonna come back to him on that. Well, you got you, you. I mean, you. I hate to say it, you have to give it to Tom Brady. That's a great quarterback. That's, so one. that's one. Um. Yep. I would say Drew Brees. I, I, I was I would say him for what he's able to accomplish. Yeah. As well in his career, even though he don't get the respect that he deserves, I would say Drew Brees. Mm-hmm. And uh, these Packer fans gonna love me when I say this. <laughs> that as Stephen A. Smith say, that bad man, Aaron Rodgers. That's right, me right that's there. Me right there. I mean, you, yeah, that's what that's what I can yeah. count there. Yeah. Like, what you get? I mean, I, I understand where y'all are coming from when y'all say this, but in no particular order, when I think of great quarterbacks, I'm talking about quarterbacks that elevate their team and have shown that they can pull out of situations. And like I said, in no particular order. So let me go ahead and get my hatred out first in Aaron Rock. <laughs> you can't deny the fact that he's a Green Bay Packer. I don't like him. With that being said, I have Russell Wilson up there. Um, okay. okay. Put Tom Brady. And if he continues to play that he's playing, I don't see anything changing. But Patrick Mahomes is an elite quarterback the way he's playing. You see what I'm saying? And that's what I'm looking at. I'm looking at how people are playing right now, the elite quarterbacks in the league. Deshaun Watson went on par. As an elite quarterback. Yeah. Uh, Philip Rivers is one of the elite quarterbacks in this league. Yeah. And I would have to say Andrew Luck. But again, that's the second tier of elite versus the first tier of elite, which again, right. Tom Brady, Drew Brees, Russell Wilson, and Patrick Mahomes. All right. All right. I, all right. I, I'm still kind of with Charlie there. I may throw a fourth one in there that uh, none of y'all mentioned here, but I'm going to have to throw a Phillip Rivers because the man been doing it for a long time. His team around him 
Hasn't been much, but the man been putting up numbers for a long time. And even this season, man, his numbers don't get talked about because you're getting out, you know, uh, more media attention is going to Patrick Mahomes, going to Drew Brees, you know, uh, uh, you know, situations like that. But if you look at it, if you look at the numbers, man, Phillip Rivers is right there. So I'm at, I'm going to even go ahead and put him over there. I'm a, you know what? I'm going to put him over Rodgers, you know, and, and, and keep it at three right there. Mm. That's, that's I, I, I mean, that's I, I, I give you that. I, I could give you that, but I, I would still say Philip Rivers. And I would I would add Philip Rivers as that four. For the reason I got Aaron Rodgers over Philip Rivers is because he does got that Super Bowl ring. I, I mean, I mean, I'm, that's that's pretty much it is. And I mean, Aaron Rodgers has done things with the football that I mean, my gosh, I mean, I just. I mean, man, that man is he. I mean, just what he does. But I'm not taking away from Philip Rivers yeah, at all. Philip Rivers is a beast, but he don't get the recognition he deserves. Just like Drew Brees, don't get that recognition. I mean, he mm-hmm. gets it, but he he doesn't get it. You see what I'm saying? So unless he passed for like 500 yards or something like that, you got to think about it. Drew Brees last season led led the league in completion at seventy, at almost seventy one percent, seventy two percent. But at the same right. time, though, yep. everybody was talking about Tom Brady and this and that or whatever. You know, so, I mean, Phillip, I, I give you that with Philip Rivers, but I give Aaron Rodgers that slightly advantage just because he got he that ring. Rogers. He got that ring. I can agree <laughs> with that. I can agree with that. <laughs> I can agree with got that. that ring. All right, before, before we get ready to close out here, we still got one more uh, game to talk about who was actually a – kind of considered a playoff team there. They was kind of in the hunt. Um, and, hey, they, you know, you never know. A little help. They may slide on in there, but I'm about to slide us over here to this uh, that Thursday night game, which was uh, amazing from a running back standpoint, uh, which was the Tennessee Titans. Man, that run. Matter of fact, all those runs by Derrick Henry was something else. But that 99-yarder, man, that was amazing. It looked like Bo Jackson on Tecmo Bowl when he was running that ball against them. <laughs> he just out there stiff-arming people out the way, slapping another one down. You can't even catch him from behind, man. 99 yards, and ain't nobody did it since my man Tony Dorsett. Man, that's a long, long time ago. What's y'all thoughts on that game? And that I, I'll say this. Um, we haven't seen this Derrick Henry since when? Okay. Uh, this is what <laughs> Derrick Henry year in and year out. But Derrick Derrick Henry. Nobody stopped Derrick Henry, but Derrick Henry. The thing I saw was watching Tennessee come in and beat Jacksonville the way that they beat Jacksonville. Jacksonville's defense, man. Go ahead, though. (laughs) Jackson Hill. Jacksonville is Millie Vanilli, a one-hit wonder. They dropped a one-hit last <laughs> year, and this year it's all gone. They beat New England, yay, but they still didn't show up to play. They put all their money in a basket and a quarterback that isn't worthy. You let all of your wide receivers go in the offseason. You left your cupboard mm-hmm. and win right now. It's just that simple. You thought you'd lean on Leonard for that, but he hasn't even been available half the season. At all, the running game is lactose intolerant because all it does is stop itself up, and you're looking at yourself and wondering how can you make this better. Right now, Jacksonville can't. Period. Bobo, man, what your thoughts? Uh, well, I mean, y'all pretty much hit on the nail, but I mean, I'm just gonna say this: 
Right. Jalen Ramsey just needs to shut his mouth. He needs to shut his mouth. <laughs> he just needs to, need to shut his mouth because the way he pretty much got outran by Derrick Henry. I mean, he outran him like, like, ooh, I'm going to the house. Bye-bye. See you later. So, I mean, <laughs> Jacksonville just been such a disappointment. I've just been so dis- – like I said, I take my off to Tennessee. They, 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 they dominated. They did what they were supposed to do. They ran the football. You know, they played good defense and everything. You know, they shut down Fournette. You know, they, they you know, shut down the pass game. You know, they, they stuffed it down Jacksonville throat. But I had high hopes for Jacksonville this season. I did. I had them actually going to the AFC Championship just off their defense alone because they were so elite. Yeah, and there was some, some bad boys over there. Now they're just bad girls. They can't stop a soul. <laughs> they, can't, they can't stop. Then you got the one person. It's, it's a stutter. That dude's a beast. But yeah, he, he pretty much, he let his, his, the way he talked about everybody this year, he's pretty much just like that laughing stock right now. You know, because you got yeah. played by Tennessee, which, I mean, Tennessee, I don't even see Tennessee as a threat. I don't even see them as a threat. I look at, them, I look, I look at them as like a Dallas Cowboys, but like as far as that quarterback situation with Marcus Mariota. Right. You see what I'm saying? So yeah, because quarterback exactly this super terrible. I mean, they they bitched Marcus Mariota, then they brought somebody brought back up in, then they bitched back up, and they brought Marcus Mariota in. He got hurt, and they brought him back in. Was vice versa. So that's how I look at that. But I'm so disappointed in Jacksonville. I mean, like you said, you got rid of like 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 Lejean said, you got rid of your got rid of your, your wide receivers, you got rid of your tight end Marce- Mercedes Lewis, which he with the Green Bay. Which he ain't done nothing, so <laughs> I don't even think he touched the field. I mean, he might have seen the field, but he ain't touched the field, you know. So I mean, yeah, I don't think he done. Yeah, so podcast on the sidelines. Exactly, pretty much. <laughs> you just hit that round in there for me, thank you. So that's just my thoughts on that. So yeah, very disappointing in Jacksonville this season. Very disappointing. Yeah, definitely, definitely. They they should have known better. They should have had drafted another quarterback. Like LaJean said, you put all your money in a quarterback who wasn't worth it. And, hey, these are the end results. And now you you scrambling with backups, and the backup ain't working, so you had to put the starter back in. And it's just all bad. That, it's just an all-around bad situation. Isn't that the trend this year? You put your all your money in, in the quarterback, and they don't do squat. You know what I'm saying? Like, what is, <laughs> what is wrong with this NFL, man? Man, well, I, I must be in the wrong profession. Man, I should have went out for quarterback. They invested $60 million in me or something. Don't just play back. I just don't, I just don't get it, man. I don't get it. I just, I mean, man, we just going to throw money at you because you you were decent. You know, not great, but you were decent enough. You know, I mean, man. You showed enough to run this run this team into the ground. Not, not, not to the ground, but into the ground. Man. Watch this. Three teams last year that were playoff contenders and looked at as playoff contenders this year got new quarterbacks or put their money in a quarterback and didn't do anything. Jacksonville, Denver, and now Minnesota. True. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Definitely. Definitely, yeah. Yeah. I didn't even think of that. You're absolutely right. Absolutely right. They also been disappointed. Denver been a disappointment too. I think them, Emmanuel Sanders going down was a big Big loss for them. 
big, big yeah. loss. But at the same time, when you got a quarterback who averaging 120-something yards passing over there in Denver and Case Keenum, and even when he had Emmanuel Sanders, even before they traded Demarius Thomas, he still couldn't get the, uh, the ball in his playmaker's hand. And everybody now, you know, they've been stacking up the box to try to stop the run, even though they run a game. is still pr- doing pretty well. Yeah. The fact of the matter is, you know, it's disappointing for that defense you know, that's still playing well to have to deal with an offense that can't get points and can't move the ball down the field. You know, the struggle is real over there. Most makes days. Brock Osweiler look like a deal right now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Osweiler beat our bills. Oh, that's that's my wife. That's man. my point. So, <laughs> I mean, man, old Brock. Yes. Yep, definitely. So, all right, fellas. So, final thoughts before we close out the podcast here. Final thoughts is this. I can tell y'all right now that Mitch Trubisky will not have another game like he had against L.A., and L.A.'s defense will not look as good as it did against Chicago again this year. With that being said, I have Chicago winning their last three games, and I'm hoping that somewhere along the line, Los Angeles lose two of theirs so we can have home field advantage. Well, I'm going to jump in right there because they have a very easy schedule. I don't see it happening. But any given Sunday, like we always say. Absolutely. Charlie, Charlie, final thoughts? What a Sunday. That's what I – what a Sunday and Monday and and Thursday, those games. I mean, man, I just, you know – like I said, you had teams that were supposed to win and didn't win. It's just disappointing. It's just very disappointing. And like I said, you know, when it's all said and done, the media, everybody's going to have to give the Bears the respect that they deserve. Because whether you want to or not, we're here. We're not going anywhere. You're going to have to put some respect. Like like, like he said, you're going to put some respect on the monster on the midway. You have no choice. Because we're here. We're not. We're, we're here. We're, we're going to come at you and we're going to take the ball away from you and we're going to stuff it down your throat. That's what the Bears defense do. So I'm very proud of uh, how uh, the Bears defense is. And I know come Sunday, we will get our revenge on Green Bay. And I can't wait. I sure cannot wait. So this is my final thoughts. You know, hopefully teams that win, that are in the playoff hunt, they win. I mean, if they don't, then that just shows you that they're not supposed to be in the playoffs to begin with. Definitely. All right, my final thoughts here. Um, I'm hoping that Mr. Bisky don't look the way he did since you brought that up, Lajeen. Um, you know, I do like what our defense doing, so I'm hoping they just keep it up, you know, for these, you know, final few games. And then just from there, I just want to see some good playoff football here, man. I just want to. I just want to see see it just bang out with this defensive mm-hmm. battles, with this you know offensive. You know, what I'm saying scoring like crazy. I just want to see some good playoff football, and I know the fans do too. So, with that being said, we're just gonna go ahead and get ready to close out our podcast again. Thank you for all our current subscribers for tuning back in to listen to episode two of From the Sidelines. For all of our new new listeners, please hit that subscribe button and you know check us out. Hit us up for week three, uh, episode three, um, shall I say, excuse me. Uh, it will be broadcast on Sunday night uh, into early Monday morning. So, you know, you got a lot to listen to there as well, too. 
thank you all for, you know, coming back again. We are Bears fans, but we know sports. We don't just focus on our team. So please don't think that's all you're going to hear about. We're going to talk about everything and everything is well researched and it's going to be educated opinions and it's going to be debate battles going the rest of the way through. So from that point on, we just going to go ahead and close out. Thank you all for listening. Peace. Peace. From the sidelines. From the sidelines. Thank you.